welcome Ava to the space. Yay, I'm so happy. It's really cool in here. I've never, I've never been. Yes. I feel like it's a big mish mosh pit of everything that could possibly be in a room. Everything that's important. Like yes. the big rubber duck. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, you see something new every single time that you're in here. I swear on that for my life. It's like I Spy in real life. I would love to play I Spy here. That is such a good, I should do that for team bonding. Or new idea. Just, yeah, or like fundraising. <laughs> just come in oh, and be yeah. like, yeah, do I spy for an hour? And see what you Get can. a free t-shirt if you can spy yeah, this. Exactly. <laughs> I would do it. There you go. So I feel like the first thing we should talk about is your recent grad. Mm -hmm. So how has navigating post-grad life been? What did you major in? Let's give everybody kind of an overview of who you are and where you came from just like a few months ago because yeah. recent grad, you know? Yeah, I feel like life has changed so rapidly um, and in a really positive way. I think the anticipation up to graduation was the most stressful part because I'm like, what am I going to do? You're asking all of these questions about yourself, about what you want to put your energy towards next, unless you have a super concise plan. Like, I think a lot of people do have that. I didn't. Um, I studied, I was in the degree design lab at Champlain College, so that essentially means it's a lot of interdisciplinary work. Um, I studied specifically business and social justice, leaning more on the social justice side of things. Um, so graduating, I was like, all right, like I have completed such a complex and interesting and dynamic curriculum and mm -hmm. educational path so like how how do I apply that to the real world where everything seems a little more black and white and you know I'd been working at AO for two years part-time throughout school and I really love the company and thankfully there was a spot opening for me to kind of slide in and be like okay I'm gonna apply everything I've learned to a real-life environment um, business oriented it's exactly where I want to be and um, yeah, so that's a little bit of background. I am a DDL student graduating from Champlain College. I have a bunch of different interests and passions, and I think I just wanted to leave a lot of room to explore. Yeah, I love that. Even after graduation. I feel like the degree design lab is so unique to Champlain. Like, I know a few other like universities and colleges adapt something kind of similar to it, mm -hmm. but I always love hearing about how people made it their own thing yeah. and found at the same time both very niche jobs and roles for themselves but also I feel like you're open to like so many other things because you've learned almost a lot more than what you would do if you were just one major and Absolutely. didn't combine different specialties so it got confusing yeah <laughs> but it's it's a it's a cool program to hear yeah. about so um take us through so when you first started at AO Glass what was your like first role and how did that kind of evolve into where you're at now? I started working at AO Glass because one of our Champlain friends was working there. Shout out Savvy. Um, he was a part of the quality control department and they were working on the Maya Lin project. Um, it's a huge beautiful glass sculpture in the UPenn Medical Center. So we had all of these tiny bubble balls that we had to like QC check and he's like we need somebody to pack boxes. So I was like, a glass blowing factory? That's so interesting. I've never experienced it before. Um, I've never seen the craft even in the works. So I walked in and I was mesmerized. I was like, oh my God. 
and it's manufacturing so you're making all of this glass art but then you're also streamlining it very complex so i started by packing boxes um and then the director of operations was like you can totally be a floater like make your own schedule like very lenient very supportive of my academic routine um and i was like i definitely want to stay it's a cool smaller but kind of large business and i feel like i just fit in pretty well so then i moved on to the quality control team and i did that for the majority of my schooling and then in the fall of 2022 they offered me an internship um, where i was learning a lot about organizational development um, and working with a team to lead them through a whole like organization project um, which we can get into a little more later on but that kind of helped me to get the role that i have now which is sales and marketing so i've done a little bit of everything in the company even glass blowing but i'm i need a lot of support when i do it so, yeah um it's been kind of everywhere kind of like you and your background the everything task the kind everything. of gal <laughs> That's why i'm a professional floater i love saying i'm like I, I love it and it's nice being able to be in a company where i can dive in anywhere besides mm -hmm. probably being an, a floor assistant because that's hard um but qc i can jump into cold working even if i need to um rarely um fulfillment shipping um and then running the retail space yeah it's so awesome that you found you know that outlet and that job so early on as well i feel like i can relate to that in being here as well that you know it's nice when you have these lasting relationships with a place and it, it resonates so absolutely so awesome absolutely so in terms of your marketing and sales position what does that look like within like the glass blowing industry what is like your role specific to that niche market i think making sure one our customers are happy like we want to offer really premium products um, and also expose people to the art itself. So making sure that the retail space is up and running and functioning and fluid, and also just connecting with people on not a super deep level, but welcoming them in and telling them about what we do and our processes and where we're aspiring to go. That would be probably my biggest goal of the job. Um, so a lot of community engagement, connecting with people, um, Organization is another one. I keep that place in line. And I work, Period. I work very closely with the owners who are really driven to do that as well moving forward. And my supervisor, my old supervisor, just kind of teaming up everybody. We have the same mission, so how can we make sure everything is in place so that we can achieve our goals? Um, that's another huge part of my job. And making sure the glass quality is up to standards and um, that we have our supply. That we right. Need. So how big is your team of people over there staff wise? Like how many people are you working with and like managing? Um, right now I'm managing mostly myself. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a one person team for the most part besides Tova, who is the owner. She's busy working with one of her companies and then also ru completely running Tovaware, which is a sister brand. Um, and I'm supporting her wherever she needs me. Um, so I'm the only one on the sales and marketing team. Um, we have Brian who takes phenomenal photos and works on a lot of the back end things and helps me, supports me in that. And then like getting marketing materials out. It's kind of like Tova and me and Brian. Um, so I guess three people 
but it's more of like a, a flat playing, even playing field. Mm. Um, obviously, I report to Tova. She's the owner, um, but she really wants me to feel like I have that space and I am able to take on a lot of the initiatives. Um, the entire company, I, I will probably butcher this, but my guess is that we have between like 15 and 20 people okay yeah potentially mm-hmm. maybe a few less it depends on our production needs and where we can fit people in and um but it's been kind of a slower summer so gotcha yeah well awesome so i feel like we should play some music yeah definitely. so we chose a mix of some of ava's favorite songs and i feel like we have a great batch um abby's like what's a song that describes you the best i'm like i listen to like like everything (laughs) and like r&b soul music is like my go-to and i'm like i don't want people to think that i'm just like this sappy like soulful person all the time because i'm like i like a beat right but i was like let's just do like my some of my top do a mix of everything i love it so you can choose what you want to play first to start out the vibes on abstract I think we have to start with this classic. Okay. You want to do it? All right. Here we go. We're doing Didn't You Know. All right. We are back on Abstract. And just a little reminder that if you're tuning in live, we can listen to all of these songs together here on air. But if you are tuning in and listening via the podcast format, you can take a look at the playlist that I'll post for all of the tunes that we play today. I just can't play any of them over the podcast format because of copyright and all that. So definitely make sure to take a listen to all of the awesome choices that Ava chooses today. So just a little FYI, but we'll get back into it. So I feel like we were talking about AO Glass the most. Um, you had said a little bit in when we were chatting that your family has a bit of a background with the arts. So how do you feel like that kind of played into your interest in AO Glass working there specifically? I think finding AO Glass was kind of unintentional to say the least. Like I never thought I would be in an industry like glass blowing, right? woodworking or like doing some kind of like construction carpentry like I could see myself doing more right off the bat just with my family dynamics um my dad is a really talented woodworker carpenter my uncle same my aunt she's an artist she does specializes in acrylic painting and then she does a lot of like organizational stuff so interior design um my mom she is a landscape like person phenomenal super talented Um, can build the most beautiful garden. So there's just that hands-on aspect of my upbringing that I've always felt like I need to be doing to balance out my brain stuff. So I was like, I know I want to go to college. I know I want to, you know, get my degree, like become educated, quote-unquote, and um, but also not neglect like the hands-on work. So falling into AO Glass, I felt really connected and just being able to you know get my hands on something that's created right then and there in front of your eyes and like give feedback to the the glass blowers and um be able to manage that and organize things in a way that makes the most sense production wise and for sales um so yeah i just you know i could never see myself working in an office 
like even when I have to do administrative work, I'm like I have to be like on my laptop out on the floor. Um, I think that aligns also with my desired managerial um, style, I guess you could say, or leadership style of just like being able to do the actual work, start from the ground up, build upon that, and then use your specialized skills to give back and lead. Um, going off on a tangent, but yeah, I think, you know, always staying connected to those like my roots those roots back to your roots (laughs) and like i would love to pick up my capstone i really wanted to like take up woodworking and like learn how to so cool yeah like learn how to build stuff and by wanting to do that i was able to connect with people who were already doing the work um and have established fully running and operating like operated businesses and that mentorship part of my capstone was probably the most meaningful so I wasn't able to pick up the skill or the trade, but I was able to learn a lot about it. Yeah. Um, so I, I think of it as a good starting point. You'll be managing all of the trades in no time. Honestly, every single one. Every single, every single one. Glass blowing. Yep. Uh, carpentry. You're on it. Yeah. The one woman show. I love it. Yeah. So I'd I love to build my own house one day, too. So oh, my like, gosh. That would know. be a dream. Yeah. That would be so cool. Do you have, like, a, a style that you would, like, go for? I love like Scandi style, like Scandinavian, like Mm. simple minimalism, but I also love like organic and it kind of goes hand in hand, but like organic, like a lot of, um, not shrubbery, but like greenery, like integrating a more natural setting into something really simple. I think it's just simple elegance and gorgeous. I see those vibes for you. Yeah. For sure. So in terms of your leading style, I feel like one of the most like inspiring conversations I've had with you is when you were talking about the fact that you work in like a male dominated trade yeah. and you're obviously doing great things and leading people there that, you know, maybe that can be intimidating. Like I can speak from my experiences as a woman, just, you know, working around people that, you know, maybe you're not as comfortable with or you're not used to. Yeah. Um, so what have been your kind of like experiences working in like a male dominated field? That's such an interesting question. I think it's been overall a huge learning lesson. I think I've been able to toughen my skin a little bit, like get in there, get stuff done. There's been a lot of support. Um, Tova, who's one of the co-owners, she's phenomenal and is even just a role model. Like she is a glass blower herself. Um, So having that role model and like mentor to look up to, when I'm just, I'm not the only woman working there um, or female identifying person who works there. Um, So I'm always really close with like, I'm just, I don't know, I, it's a really hard question because it's, it's been so supportive, but at the same time, obviously there are barriers and like hurdles, Mm -hmm. um, especially taking on a leadership role of being like, oh, well, I'm 22, I just graduated college. Um, I'm, s- I'm doing these things in the company. Like, how can I really like connect with my coworkers in a way that I know it or feel confident things are going to get done? Um, I grew up with older brothers, so it's kind of just like engaging with them in that sense, but also maintaining a level of professionalism. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely, like you said, been intimidating. 
at yeah. times. Mm-hmm. Um, but just finding your support systems, finding a good mentor, being a mentor for yourself, like knowing where you want to end up, where you want to be, um, and just sticking to that, keeping your head down, focusing has been a saving grace for me. I, I love that. Yeah. Do you have like a key kind of piece of advice for anyone that I don't know is stepping into a role like that that mm-hmm. they're I don't know I feel like one topic that I spoke on last episode which I just feel like is so true for me is I know that I have a lot of imposter syndrome when I feel like I'm in those roles and you know I mean I can speak from you're so well spoken and like you're a natural leader just in the way that you speak I Thank hope you know you. that you um, too. so I mean, I can't speak for you, but I know, like, I have imposter syndrome when I'm in roles like that. Do you have any, like, advice or tips that you sort of give yourself or that you would give somebody, like, the old you, the young you about, Mm -hmm. I don't know, coming into your own power and not feeling that intimidation strongly enough that it gets in the way of, you know, what you're doing? It's a difficult question. I think it it comes down to... Like staying objective like mm. be focused on your goal know what you want to accomplish and it's good to have your goals your ambitions and like like how you function and then also translating over like okay if this is the job I have to get done these are the pieces this is who can support me and just like keeping that sense of structure and focus that's always good to lean back on mm-hmm I think for imposter syndrome, something that's helped me so much, and I've had somebody who's supported me in this really heavily, of, like, speak up about stuff. Yeah. It's so hard. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not easy. Like, I'm still working on it, and it's probably going to be a lifelong thing. But, like, you know, can I swear on this? Yeah. You know your shit. You know your shit. (laughs) You know your shit. And it's, like, if your gut is telling you something or if you're seeing something that you know is objectively, like, not working like speak up about it and like put your ideas out there even if they don't stick you get in that routine of just advocating for yourself and something that you believe in so that's probably my piece of advice is like don't shy away don't don't stay silent because I did for a long time and it doesn't really get you anywhere so find your support Mm -hmm. that's number one because you need it you really do I hate asking for help. I'm so hyper independent. Oh, same. Mm-hmm. And I've, like, through my internship, through the people that I work with, I've realized, like, that can be a fault. And, again, like, it won't help things get done. So it's like, if you don't know how to do something, that's okay. Like, the only way you're going to learn is to ask for help and find the support that you need. And also, just, like, stay tough in, like, your objectiveness and where you want to be. I keep repeating myself. Um, but just put your ideas out there, even if they don't stick. Yeah. It's scary, but it'll get easier. And the sooner you do it, it'll just kind of roll off. I love that. you got to share your voice. It's very difficult to do sometimes, but I admire that a lot. I love it. So do you feel out of like any of your songs, are there any ones that we chose that have this like empowerment vibe? Mm -hmm. I feel like we need to play one that's like badass. Let's see about that. All right. I mean, I just did. So one of the songs that I have on here, <laughs> I don't really, it's not super inspiring, but one of the songs that I have on here 
played in the last two minutes of my first ever spin class. Mm, couldn't walk. Couldn't walk for a day, by the way. It was <laughs> so painful. Me. Um, but I felt this song was playing. I felt so badass. Oh like, yeah. Cycling and being like, I haven't stopped this whole time. Like that's an accomplishment in itself. Yep. So the last two minutes, the song was blasting, and I felt just like badass. I love it. That's that one. All right, here we go. And we are back. After playing two songs, we figured we'd play another one because why not? But I feel like we had a great little conversation off air and I want to reiterate it just so people can hear. Firstly, shout out to our friend Olivia. Olivia (laughs) Summer, I love you. We love you. We just wanted to say hi. And then secondly, I loved what you were saying off air about not letting people get to you. I feel like that's a great segue into, you know, what we were touching upon before we started playing music that it's not even about how you conduct yourself, but also, well, I guess it's more about what I'm trying to say. It's about how you conduct yourself and other people's actions are not, you know, reflective of you. Yeah. Um, And I think that's a really harsh lesson to learn. It is. But yeah, I don't know. That resonated with me when you said that. So yeah, let it like, let, let it roll. roll. Let it roll off. Let it roll. Because I I think the biggest lesson that you have to learn in life is, like, you cannot control what other people are going to do. And in the end, people are going to do, I don't want to sound so preachy, but, like, people are going to do what they want to do. And everybody has their own attitude. Everybody has their own perception of things. Um, and I think, again, it goes back to being more objective of just being like, all right, like, what's going on at hand? What's the issue at hand? how can I conduct myself in a way that I value and respect and like if something's just not aligning with that then it kind of is a telltale sign of like maybe it doesn't belong in your life um obviously it's not always going to be black and white like that um there's a lot of gray area but just being able to hold yourself and also just like keep 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 flowing keep flowing like that needs to be like the mantra keep rolling and flowing Flowing, yeah i just life is too short in my opinion to hold on to little frustrations petty drama like i'm just i feel like it's hard not to get sucked back into it and obviously again things aren't always perfect but i completely i reject that now i'm just like life is too short I love that let energy. Me, let me go on my nature walk. Yeah. And just like not. Just care. reconnect with nature for a second. If just I like sit that. in the grass for a second and just chill. Yeah. Like <laughs> reflection, like self-reflection. It's one of the best things you can do. Some people are making us having like have to reconnect with nature over here. No, actually, like <laughs> if I'm mad, go on that walk. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Definitely. Run it out. So in terms of I loved what you've had to say about, you know, wanting to foster equitable environments yeah how do you feel like you and your role can help to support an environment that looks like that Mm -hmm. and how do you think that places in general can kind of support more equitable environments I think the biggest thing like equity is so important like knowing that not everybody works at the same pace the same speed like knowing how to especially like if you're a business or like a company or an organization, you need to be able to accommodate to specific needs, bare minimum, bare minimum. 
So, and it's, you know, we're coming into a place, like, societally that things are changing and hopefully in the direction of like okay like spaces need to become more accommodating for certain things um on many different levels i mean i cannot say that i'm an expert on like being in spaces that purely resemble that um i can't say that i am an expert on creating those spaces like i have so much work to do still and like so much to learn most importantly but you have to have resources like even just being like you know the minority and like my work environment for example like there needs to be a place like an outlet like a communication channel where like if something's going on that isn't like I don't think it's fair like I need a resource to go to Mm. um even if it's not you know ideally it would be like in the workplace and like there are things for like that's what hr is for (laughs) like that's what management is for um but equipping people with what they need to be able to um cultivate more equitable spaces and also like like we need everybody we need everybody everybody plays a role yeah so number one getting those resources hopefully there will be more like funding organizationally and business-wise for that kind of stuff going forward i think if you're going to be like a business owner or like a teacher like all of these community spaces like you kind of need that yeah you need to appreciate everybody for their contributions absolutely and people i think and meet them where they are yeah i feel like one thing that's similar in terms of what I've noticed about having been a student and having been just an employee in like every single work environment is I feel like sometimes processes are too streamlined Absolutely, and it doesn't allow you to learn in the way that you want to learn or work in the way that you want to work. So I love when you're saying, you know, I just like to sit on the ground and Mm -hmm. like work, you know, sitting on the ground, like you have to work the way that works for you honestly like and in environments that make you feel comfortable and at home and I think so uh, so many of just the structures that are within both like academics and also within a lot of workplaces don't accommodate for that at all think about the American public school system it's awful I hated it like it's terrible like I have to raise my hand to ask to go relieve myself and like or to go to the bathroom like no like that is something that sorry like that it's just ridiculous to me it blows my mind yeah and like my college experience obviously has taught me it's so much better number one it's so much better and it's like professors i think the biggest thing about champlain professors want you to advocate for yourself oh yeah and are like like they look out for you Mm -hmm. and um they started that for me of like being like okay like not everything works for everybody um yeah like and also like in i don't really want to say that i'm in a management role right now because i'm not necessarily like I'm easing into it I'm like kind of like a I'm working with the owner Mm -hmm. so it's just kind of like a team project she's obviously has a final say um she hands that over a lot which is so helpful that's why I 
just appreciate them so much. Um, what was I saying? I've lost it. <laughs> um, no, but being able to like go out onto the floor, like do my job, like at my like shipping station and like okay if i'm thinking about shipping and like shipping processes i'm going out and i'm sitting in that environment and it's like i'm doing my work there like getting myself in those spaces where it's like okay it's not as long as i'm not interfering with production right it's like i'm not gonna and it's ironic that you bring up like streamlining processes because that was literally my internship because oh my gosh you do need it to like if you're to an extent to an extent yeah you need to motivate people to like stay in line but yeah absolutely but you also have to like if you force that too much, especially when people are doing the job, I'm sorry, but like it's it's not. People are difficult. People are difficult, but it's like if something's like not working for like the human experience, that that's that's when the issue lo- that's like that's when the issue, issues rise. Yeah. yeah so it's like there's a there's a tasteful way to do it. So mm. like implementing a more more streamlined processes in this company super important also engaging the employees who are working in that space top priority because they know the job the best right Mm. um and along with the guidance of management and like just working together but you know like their ideas matter so like using that to the company's advantage the employee's advantage just bridging the gap definitely I hope that makes sense. No, that makes total sense. Sometimes I feel like I'm just talking. And no, I'm it's. I think it's just like a balancing game between mm-hmm. the two, and Definitely. I think you described it great. So I'm gonna kind of like switch gears because my brain is like thinking about what are some like fun facts about glass blowing. Oh, like good I want to know like the behind the scenes of. I feel like people will be interested in hearing about. I don't know, like some of the science and like mm-hmm. the whole process of some of the things that you see in there. Yeah. I can definitely go off of what I see and what I'm used to on the quality control side of things. Um, glass cools really fast. Like, it hardens really fast. Mm. So, when you walk into AO Glass, you'll be able to see the entire hot shop floor. And we encourage people to sit down and watch the process from step one to, you know, putting the, the product in the annealer, which is the cooling box, I mm-hmm. like to call it. Um, to dumb it down for myself and for people who don't know. You need to dumb it down for me because I know nothing about it. (laughs) So what happens is you have your glass blower, right? And they gather the glass in, and I'm, fact check me. Feel free to fact check me. Like, I'm I'm scared like one of them's going to listen and be like, Ava, what are you talking about? (laughs) Like, you are not. um, It's okay. They are the experts to talk to. I always encourage people, like, go into AO Glass. It's, like, hot in the summer, but it's worth it. You go, you sit down, you talk to the glass blowers as long as you're not like getting in their way, which they'll let you know. But don't let that intimidate you either. Go in, ask questions, like watch the process. Um, they're the people to talk to. I so they they start by gathering the glass, which is molten. Mm. It's like melted. It's like the consistency of honey. You take one of the pipes, you gather the amount that you need. You pull that out of the furnace and you start working with it. You can, like, actually blow on the pipe. You can use different tools like tweezers. Um, It depends on what you're making. So if you're making, like, for example, like, a five-inch white globe that you can, like, hang on the wall, right? It's, like, simple. It's white. It's opaque. Um, You use white glass. You take it out. You blow on the pipe. And you blow into a mold so it keeps things consistent and streamlined. 
and that if this doesn't make sense by the way say like tell me but so y you can use a mold but a lot of the stuff is also free free mm -hmm. blown um so other lighting pieces like branchings for example um they're like a clear bubbly shape um those are completely hand done that's crazy so i i mean all of it's crazy but it's, it's like crazy. not even be following like a mold Oh, like a like mold. Yeah, like you blow the glass into the mold and it shapes it. Yeah. And it just creates consistency. And unless there's something wrong with the mold, it's so helpful. Because yeah. then glass blowers can get like 30 globes done. Thir like around 30 right. minimum, I feel like. It depends on the day. depends mm. on the quality of the glass. Um, it is such a unique thing to manufacture because you need to hit quantities like you have those batches and those orders to fulfill but at the same time like these are people like doing it's not a machine so just keeping communication lines open but probably a good fun fact to revert back mm -hmm. and stop my tangent <laughs> um the glass sits at in a furnace that's over 2000 degrees which is super hot it's like a ball of fire that's you open crazy. it up crazy crazy um, the glass blower works very closely with very hot products. Um, they become really accustomed to working in the heat. Uh, they know how to handle it. They're super smart. And then once the product is kind of shaped and finalized in any way that they, any technique that they use, they put it in an annealer, which is a cooling box. And it's a very gradual cooling process because if you just keep very hot glass out, it'll crack, shatter, like... I don't know if it'll shatter, but, like, it'll crack. Mm. Issue, like, it'll yeah. misshape, all of that kind of stuff. So you want to you wanna cool it very gradually. Mm. Um, even in the mornings when product is taken out of the annealers, it's still really warm. Um, and you want to be careful putting them on the mats because they can have mat marks. Like, it's still wow. a little gnarly. That's, like, so much to, like, be aware of. So much. Like so many moving pieces. I would be so overwhelmed. I mean, obviously, like, they're experienced and they know what they're doing, but... Yeah. To, like, even learn that, like, if I would ever undergo that, I think I'd be so stressed. Oh. I think like I'd, like, burn myself, honestly. It took I me, wouldn't trust myself. It took me probably a good solid year to feel fully, fully comfortable, like, moving the glass. And, like, that was a part of my internship and my mm. job. Even on quality control, it was to make sure that we're handling the, pr the pieces properly. Right. Because through the entire, from the hotshot floor where it's made, to an initial round of QC, making sure everything is good, like, to send through fully. Then a piece is probably, like, cold-worked, most likely. So it's drilled, sawed, polished. Like, it's just refining it, essentially. Mm. And then, hopefully not too much, but... And then sending it back to QC for, like, an initial runaround to make sure it's good to pack up and ship. So, very intensive. Yeah. And making sure that we're handled doing everything to avoid damage on our behalf um and we want to make that simple for workers because we shouldn't have to be constantly thinking of it so just putting processes in place that needs to be a streamlined process for the exactly. safety protocols for exactly. sure that's a good example of one that should be streamlined exactly <laughs> so yeah it's a lot like it took me like i said a solid year to feel really fully comfortable yeah i imagine doing the work yeah. Well, it, that's so crazy. It's so interesting. Like, ah. like, it's so awesome. It's yeah. so cool. Yeah. All right. Well, let's play some more music. Maybe we'll do another batch of two. So mm. let's think. What would we like to play? 
I think we will start with St. Paul and the Broken Bones. Love follow it. up with a little Remy Wolf. Okay. And then we can end on. Oh, wait, we have three more songs to go through. We have three more. We have three more. Let's so we can play two now, and then we'll go out with the last one at the very end. I feel like flow with it makes sense because we were like talking, talking about, about going with the flow. That's like the perfect. Let's do flow with it. Okay. Yeah. Flow with it. Here we go. You are listening to Abstract. Those were two songs there. They fit the vibe perfectly. I, I love so. that flow with it is like the mantra of this episode. And, you know, the, the song was all about flow. So I love that 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 like it's something in my brain that that matched. It just it means it's meant to be. It's meant to be. Clearly, meant you're meant to be. to be here. You're meant to play the songs. St. Paul and the Broken Bones, everybody. I love it's it. It's a good band. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah, of and course. being here. Um, we are nearing the end of our show, so we have one more song from Ava. But thanks so much for listening to Abstract, a show dedicated to abstract ideas discussed amidst ever-changing tunes. I'm your host, Abby BK, and next week we'll be bringing on another guest and be discussing their abstract ideas as well. So stay tuned, and we're going to end our show here today with one last song. So what do we have? What's our last one? We have... Oh, we could do two. Let's do Don't Worry by Leon Bridges. Don't Worry by Leon Bridges. All right. We hope you have an awesome day or night, depending on when you're listening. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>